Hey, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy, DJ Dividends, the original financial educator. And um, I have the honor and privilege here um, to start from the bottom and uh, make it to the top with our guest today, uh, Ms. Faleen Bell. She's a senior uh, director of uh, digital marketing at NVIDIA. And uh, welcome aboard, Faleen. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Thank you for Your having house me. is lovely. Thank you. This is very <laughs> impressive, way above me and Andre's pay grade. <laughs> Um, so, but we really appreciate you taking the time with us today. So now, um, in these interviews here, we love to talk to entrepreneurs and business executives, um, leaders. And since you are uh, one of the uh, elite 100 of the uh, diversity women of 2022, we wanted to take the time for you to share some of your experiences uh, with the audience sure. um, as far as their career. Um, because our podcast, as you know, is all about not only making money, um, but managing your money and then making that money make even more money for for you. So that's why we're here today. Uh, we want you to share some of your best practices. So let's start with the uh, digital marketing and make sure I get this right mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to confuse it with advertising. So digital marketing is the space in the marketing um, industry where you use the Internet and technology to promote um, products and financial services um, on our e-commerce level, right? Absolutely. Did I it. get that right? You nailed it. Yeah. Man, you exactly hear that, Andre? It. Man, I'm, <laughs> man, I'm getting good at this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's good. So now, um, the one thing that I notice, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because in my industry in accounting and finances, I know um, I got into my education right at the cusp of going from the traditional transition over into the internet. So. Mm -hmm. um, is that the same thing with digital marketing? Was there a space for digital marketing when you uh, got into this here business? Absolutely. So before, um, I would say, you know, the internet was sexy and everybody was jumping on the social media. Mm -hmm. You know, when the internet was still starting out, a lot of advertisers and marketers were trying to figure out how to communicate online. So okay. I, I got involved in the marketing space more from a uh, database marketing. So I was working at American Express and I was doing list segmentation and data segmentation, okay. trying to figure out how to target customers, prospects for credit cards. Mm -hmm. And the internet was just one of the channels that we used. But this was like right when the internet just launched. It wasn't even called, you know, internet marketing. And so right. there was lots of lessons learned, um, but that's kind of, kind of how I got started. So now, is it safe to say if there was a Mount Rushmore of digital marketing, would you be one of the four people on there? Is that, is that a little that. too much? <laughs> I think that's a stretch. <laughs> well, I've always considered you a pioneer because uh, you, did, you did go to school for marketing. I did. So I, I got my undergrad degree in business with marketing focus, and then I got my master's, my MBA, with also marketing focus. So okay. I am one of those rare ones where I went to college for this degree and I actually still work in the space. Okay, now is it okay if I shout out your school? Absolutely. So you graduated from Florida State. Yeah, right? my undergrad went to Florida State and University. And you were at Roosevelt, Roosevelt up in Chicago. For my MBA. Okay, yep, Chicago. Yeah, that's great. So now with that being said, um, and with the transition going on in the world now with young folks, how important would you say um, it still is for individuals that want to get into digital marketing as far as getting the education do they really need to go the traditional college route 
or are there some other alternatives with them having the cell phones now and being able to do a lot of things themselves and being more creative than back when we came along? What, yeah. What's the education requirements for this? I still feel personally a bachelor's degree is essential. Okay. Um, even though you can have all of that experience doing the social media on the side, it's great for your portfolio. But because you're stacked up against candidates in the door with degrees, gotcha, okay. it's very helpful just to have that, um, just so that you can stand out. Because literally, I get hundreds of resumes for jobs and candidates that don't even have a degree, they get okay. filtered into another category. And there's a lot of electronic uh, technology right. that filters out resumes when there's not a degree. Gotcha. So you don't even want to be filtered out before you can even do anything to get in the door. Okay. Now, since we're talking about uh, recruits and uh, college graduates, um, I also wanted to highlight that you are, uh, like I said earlier, uh, one of the uh, elite 100 of uh, diversity women. And you've put a lot of emphasis and made it um, a personal choice of yours to recruit a lot of minorities, especially minority women. So um, are you still uh, going strong with working with the HBCUs and recruiting on those campuses? Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And y'all young folks out there listen to this now. Um, y'all can't call Faylene directly and she can't just hook you up, but she does recruit heavily to bring on um, recruits uh, to NVIDIA. Um, so tell us about that. Sure. So when I joined NVIDIA almost four years ago, um, I wanted to figure out how I could help, how I could do anything um, in the space, especially around minorities. NVIDIA has a very, very small percentage of minorities, African-American uh, specifically, less than 5%. Um, and That's so, consistent with Silicon Valley. Correct, okay, correct. They're okay. not unique in that um, situation. It's a whole host of factors why those numbers are low, but knowing Knowing that going in, I definitely wanted to find out what I could do. So um, I actually contacted our HR department. I, mm -hmm. you know, did some um, in inquiries around, well, what's our strategy? What's our recruiting? And we, we actually did have a small focus on minority recruiting, but HBCUs wasn't necessarily always on the list. Um, and so I was an advocate for it. I um, volunteered for a committee where we reviewed the list of schools. We also looked at kind of the majors because, you know, there's different careers at NVIDIA. And so I partaked in all of that. That was like in addition to my day job. And then they asked if I wanted to go do on-site recruiting because one of the things that we had heard um, was a lot of the students, if we went on campus to, a, you know, a diverse university, there was no people of color at the actual recruiting table or even okay. talking to the students. Gotcha. No representatives. Not at okay. all. Uh -huh. And so HR was aware of this. And so they absolutely jumped on the bandwagon to have me involved. So I actually went to Florida A&M, which was not at all on the radar, okay. um, and did some recruiting there um, in the engineering school. FSU and FAMU have an, a combined engineering program. Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, North Carolina A&T also had um, a recruiting focus. So I was happy to partake. And again, um, when I did recruiting, it wasn't necessarily for openings on my team. Mm. It was just representing NVIDIA. I was there to ask questions. I was there or to answer questions, to share insight about the company, whatever right. I could do to help 
with the call. So your efforts were more so to make uh, bring more diversity to NVIDIA mm -hmm. because they were lacking, correct? Yes. Okay, so now, uh, what's been your experience with uh, that low percentage number and the recruits you do find not wanting to relocate to Silicon Valley? Has that kind of dissipated now, now that we're post-COVID and you yeah. can do more teleworking? Definitely. What about that? Definitely. Um, that's actually not only a testament to overall our culture, mm -hmm. and Jensen has a, a great philosophy about that. We can work anywhere and be productive. I mean, we've proven it. Data has already shown the last couple of years. I was able to actually um, hire two blacks in my team at NVIDIA okay. who are remote. Okay. Um, so it, it and that's know, working out good. It's worked out great. Actually, they're strong performers, and I find that a lot of the remote employees work twice as hard, are always available. So mm -hmm. productivity is not an issue at all. And going forward, are there still a lot of opportunities Absolutely. for young folks? Mm -hmm. So what's the what's the best way for someone that's young? Um, that wants to get into digital marketing that's maybe coming out of high school, should they go into um, the college search looking for a school that specializes in that? Should they get into the digital marketing degree program or is there any flexibility around that? Um, I think it's a combination. So when I was in school, there wasn't necessarily digital marketing classes right. and, and yeah we already established your yeah. Rushmore you come out near <laughs> so now the fact oh. that you can actually have a class and you know have a more specific niche major do that for sure because I think that's just going to help you get up to speed faster with where we are in the space so that's one thing I would encourage if you can take anything that's a little bit more specialized it's not like a generic marketing degree mm -hmm. do that and of course, um, find out if there's internships. Sometimes you have to actually do things for free. Don't always look for a paid internship. Gotcha. If it's a free internship and you're getting great experience that's going to look good on your resume, go for it. Now, speaking of internships, do you all do internships? We at do. NVIDIA? We have a very strong internship program. We have a summer internship and we also have fall uh, candidates. We actually start recruiting for our summer candidates usually in the fall of the the prior year yes. so you've got to make sure you get your stuff submitted now do you all target juniors and seniors or can they start as early as a freshman year when they're doing the core yeah. courses what, what's the criteria for it's that? been a combination I would say the majority of the interns that I'm aware of are uh, sophomores and juniors okay. uh, we do have some seniors and we do have some candidates that are in their graduate degree program um, but the majority are kind of in that sweet spot. So we really okay. like the students to work with us as an intern, not just one year, but two years. And then, you know, see if there's a fit and maybe make a full-time position. And how, how, how has the success been with the interns that you all do find? Do y'all, are y'all usually able to retain those? Absolutely. Interns? Very, very high percentage. I would imagine with the way uh, NVIDIA is uh, populous in most uh, EV vehicles now. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, I thought it was only video gaming when I first learned about it a few <laughs> years ago. Right. But that's a very popular company. Great company to work for. Um, if anything ever happens to me, I'll probably be dusting off my resume, <laughs> <laughs> calling, calling you also. So now, now, uh, so if someone um, really was interested in uh, working at uh, Nvidia in the digital marketing uh, mm -hmm. arena, what type of entry level pay should they expect? Is it going to be below fifty thousand? Is it going to be somewhere between fifty and a hundred, or is that does that just depend? 
It definitely depends on uh, if you have any experience in addition to your degree. Mm -hmm. um, but the pay could definitely be, you know, in the 50s to low hundreds um, out okay. the gate. Um, and we actually have a very rich benefit program. So it's not just the base salary. We have equity. We also offer signing bonuses. So we've okay. got all these other things that make up the whole package. So when you say equity, you're talking about uh, they can buy a stock through employees. We do have an employee okay. discount program, but then we also offer stock to employees. Gotcha. And, okay. you know, new people coming in. And when they're brand new, do they have to literally come out to Silicon Valley to get orientated or can they do the orientation? Not with COVID. So with COVID now, we have been for the last two years, two and a half years, um, all of our interns have been 100% virtual. New hires have been 100% virtual and new onboarding 100% virtual. Okay. So back in the day, you would go on site for um, the training, but now everything's online. Okay. So now I just heard you say back in the day. So let's let's shift over here to 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 the glass ceilings and uh -huh. the uh, discrimination stuff that most of us black professionals we've experienced some of them, and uh, we understand that yeah we have to take. Uh, uh, eight steps when everybody else probably only have to take three steps. What has been your uh, personal experience as far as uh, discrimination or glass ceilings uh, from the beginning of your career to where you are now? Because you are at the top of the mountain now. So mm -hmm. we can't say that there's a ceiling stopping you from getting to the top of the mountain. We got a live example here. Yeah. Uh, what has been your experience with uh, racism and discrimination in corporate America? It's evident. Um, it has been there in every company I've worked at, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I think you develop a, a thick skin and you try to navigate and understand you can't take it personal. In my opinion, it's political oftentimes. Right. Um, and I would say the discrimination has been more so the fact that I'm a woman mm -hmm. first than black second. Um, so okay. I work in a male dominated field. And so the fact that I'm there where it's majority men um, makes it a little challenging for people to respect me out the gate. Gotcha. So I've got to prove myself, like you said, extra. I got to have, you know, the perfect PowerPoint. I have right. to have the perfect flawless presentation. Mm -hmm. My numbers from results needs to be always off Absolutely the charts. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I get recognized and acknowledged versus, you know, someone else. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily so. Right, absolutely. I, I definitely understand what you mean. Um, now, do you, uh, the divisions that you run and the people that report to you, do you measure your employees' performance by metrics only, or do you uh, take a look at those uh, uh, intangibles as well? Both intangibles. So soft skills are very important. Okay. So if, and I, I do have a team that has direct reports under them. Mm -hmm. So it's important for me to make sure I'm hiring and looking at evaluating my managers, okay. if they're good at managing people, if they're good at coaching. So those are soft skills. That has nothing gotcha. to do with okay. running code or any of those things. So these are things that some people do really well at. Mm -hmm. We have lots of classes to help them, okay. but that is part of the evaluation. Okay, so now what, what has been your experience with the younger generation of folks that are coming in now and not only do they expect to go from entry level to CEO in 30 days, what about the business etiquette and um, all the other uh, attributes that you need because 
Um, I experienced a lot in corporate America. I don't know what you're experiencing. Um, so I want to find out what has been your assessment of the younger generation and them coming into the workplace. <laughs> they need some classes bad. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fancy way to say they need some home training? Oh my goodness. The stuff they say, what they put in writing, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, don't you realize paper trail is the worst? Like that yeah. follows you. They don't understand that an email is a legal document. They don't. Yeah. They don't right. understand. Mm -hmm. um, so there's definitely lots of coaching that needs to happen in college. There needs to be some kind of class that helps them like make that transition. Um, and then I think there's a lot of ex expectations that they're, you know, they need it all. They, they're entitled mm -hmm. to it all. So there's lots, lots of entitlement. They want to be promoted. They've only been there for less yes. than a year. And it's like, why am I not promoted? That's and the cool All these other people have been promoted. I'm like, you haven't even put in the time. Right. So it's interesting. <laughs> now, uh, does NVIDIA um, have a, a department or um, anyone internal that um, incorporates personal finances with these young folks because with the uh, new age technology and the salaries we're making nowadays these young folks are making a lot of money mm -hmm. um, do y'all help in-house with personal finances and doing your 401k and investing and doing all yes that stuff? we actually have a very strong program and i was happy to see that when i joined mm -hmm. um, we have a partnership with Schwab. And they provide okay. free webinars. They provide one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting, one-on-one -on -one individually. Not only for executives, for all employees? Absolutely. Because they've free. always done that at the executive level. No, it's for all gotcha. employees. Okay. And it's free. And they have a ton of um, WebEx meetings and training sessions, helping them with finances, mm -hmm. um, life decisions, purchasing a house, investments. So they've, they've done, let me say this, they've done enough to put it out there to help educate. It's up mm -hmm. to the employee to take advantage of it. Okay. So it's not something that's forced upon them, but the ones that really do lean in and learn are the ones who are probably going to Man, you should have told me to bring that. my resume. Man, this, <laughs> this sounded better and better. Me and Andre might need to come over there and get on your team. Okay, so um, um, I wanted to ask you... Uh, about uh, unspoken rules, um, it's a lot of things uh, that are that I can I, I attribute to uh, the uh, Dunning Kruger effect in the black community, where uh, most of us don't know that we don't know. What are some unspoken rules that you would uh, kind of uh, knowledge share with the people out there that they need to really work on and focus on um, because? Something just as simple as going out to an interview at a function or a luncheon, the etiquette with eating what you order, all those types of things matter. What are some of those uh, other unspoken rules that uh, minorities need to focus on? Yeah, so that, that's a great question, and it's definitely real. And I try to you know, educate people, especially younger folks coming into the corporate world. Some of the unspoken rules are you can't do everything that Bobby and Sue do. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And so you can't also dress how they dress, and even on Zoom calls. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't necessarily be authentic to the culture mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you want to have all the slang dialogue. That's not necessarily something that we uh, should do, uh, and it's not necessarily embraced in a positive way. So it can come right. back to hurt you from a career perspective, if you want to talk slang and um, 
just had that vibe. Make sure it's just a vibe with you and another black co-worker. Right. Um, but it's not with, you know, you and some others. And then, you know, you just can't. And I and I try to iter iterate this with younger folks. You can't trust everybody. Right. And even Absolutely. though people are nice, you need to always have a good ear up mm -hmm. and always watch um, everything. So Absolutely. people that you think are, you know, for you and positive could be backstabbing you mm -hmm. without you knowing it and sabotaging your career. So <laughs> you have to be very, yeah. very cautious Absolutely. all the time about people's intentions, even in email when they say stuff and they try to throw you under the bus. Mm -hmm. Or um, they're trying to bait you to get you to do something. Absolutely. Yeah. And I try another unspoken rule. I feel as blacks and minorities in corporate, you have to CYA. Oh, Cover yeah, your absolutely um with documentation you keep it all you know those are the things that i feel unfortunately come back to bite us and then for women you know i also reiterate we can't get sloppy drunk when we go to happy hour with coworkers. absolutely you know there's definitely standards mm -hmm. like you have to just make sure you keep um a, a professional reputation especially right. in a work environment so you just have to be cautious of that and as a minority unfortunately we're scrutinizing more so okay. you have to be cautious gotcha okay that's some great points now um, what about this here Faleen? um i know in the uh, accounting and finance world um when you are invited to your bosses or your boss's boss's function um even if it's uh something um after hours dinner um, it was very important for me uh, to not only show up, but to also show up and eat the potato salad with the diced apples and celery in it and say how good it is. Is that something, <laughs> is that, something that you've experienced also in your culture that Absolutely. you have to do yeah. those external things also? To and, and I tell people that because a lot of minorities, you know, we're, we're not comfortable, so to speak. These are not our friends at work. Mm -hmm. So when you get an invitation extended to you, you're like, I don't want to go there. I don't even right. like them, et cetera, whatever the case may be. And I tell them, well, you can't turn down everything. So at some mm -hmm. point you do have to figure out which show one you face. need to show up. Right. And like you said, you might need to partake in some food. That's not like something you would enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, and I always tell people, you know, have a two drink minimum. Mm -hmm. Wherever you go, corporate wise, especially your boss, boss, drink no more than two drinks or drink if you're going to drink and then have water. And then have another gotcha. drink, just so that you keep yourself um, sober. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's very important. You mm -hmm. know, <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all seen that one person. That right made, in the video made that yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now um, let's let's go ahead and wrap up here. Um, what about um, uh, things that you're noticing nowadays? Now that we are virtual, um, are there some things that you see minorities do on Zoom calls? that is inappropriate that you think could turn into something systemic? Uh, maybe like, uh, have you witnessed uh, employees eating while they're on a Zoom call, <laughs> doing things like that? Is it appropriate to be drinking water or sipping on your coffee? Yeah. Because we really don't have any rules that are right. etched in stone since we're all uh, transitioning to this. Right. What, what are some things that you see at your level that are starting to uh, uh, kind of tick up to, to be a problem? You know, it's funny you, you mentioned that. I would say it's even before all of that. Most of us don't even want to get on camera. 
So the first thing I tell people is get on camera. Turn your camera on. Turn your camera on. And I'm a big proponent of turning yeah, your camera and on. And a lot of us don't. We mm -hmm. refuse to do it. You know, every once in a while, it's okay to turn your camera on. Eating and drinking is not a big deal, honestly, um, if, if you're doing it in a way where it's not disruptive. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be conscious of your surroundings when the camera's on. Um, if there's something in the background or if there's anything like that, then I think that could become a problem. But most of us, we won't even turn the camera on. Okay, and that's probably because we are not dressed appropriate. Um, is it or, okay? Is well, it okay to wear that bonnet that mommy It's not. No, you shouldn't wear that. So, <laughs> even, even if you work in remote, and I'm 100% remote now, I get up every day. I will put all my makeup on. I do my hair. I get mm -hmm. fully dressed. Um, even if I'm not even going to be on camera, for me, mentally, I need to feel right. like I'm going to work. I can't feel like I'm laying down, you know, from the bed to, to my desk. Yeah. So that helps me mentally get into the, the right space. Mm -hmm. I encourage others to do something similar. Maybe not at, you know, if you have a 7 a.m. call, but if it's 12 noon or 1 o'clock, I'm yeah. thinking you might you should have it together by then. Yeah, I encourage my staff to not only uh, dress appropriate, but also... Uh, set up a workstation mm -hmm. where they sit in and not necessarily from their leisure area because right. you have to get in the right mindset just right. like you said. Yeah. Okay, so now um, is there anything um, that you would uh, just offer um, off the top of your head that you could advise those that are looking at this interview yeah. to help them with their career? Sure. The floor is yours. <laughs> the one thing that I like to encourage younger folks definitely Regardless of money, because a lot of people will go into careers based upon the money you're going to make mm -hmm. and how successful, you got to find something that you're passionate about and you love. Because I'm telling you, you will not stick with it 20 years down the road or you won't stick with it when you keep getting obstacles thrown at you if you don't enjoy what you do. So yeah. if you don't like working with numbers, don't go into a field where you work with numbers. Don't try to go and be a stockbroker because you know, oh, that's lucrative if you, if you hate doing that space. And for marketing as well, marketing oftentimes is looked at as, oh, it's the sexy career, it's fun, it's branding. Mm -hmm. Marketing has a lot of metrics. It has a lot of yeah, numbers. Yeah. Uh, you have to be really into details. Like I manage the website, so I'm looking at you know, fine print. Mm -hmm. Those are things I work a lot with the legal team. So these are not necessarily the glamorous photo shoot things there's a lot of back office lots of back office elements and so because i love marketing um and i'm passionate about it i understand the full spectrum but yeah. if you're only in it just because you think you know it's the popular thing to do don't do it okay you're not yeah. gonna last absolutely so folks this is a, a senior director of digital marketing at nvidia Phalene Bell, um, NVIDIA's website is uh, NVIDIA.com. That's, That's what, NVIDIA.com. Mm -hmm. um, do you have uh, any other platforms you want to share with anyone sure. where they can go check you out? So I have my own uh, website, PhaleneBell.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Um, I have all the social media platforms. Um, I, I had a podcast zigzagging into digital marketing. Mm -hmm. I just haven't, like, 
posted anything in a while. I just there's a lot of busy. work that goes in. Can you tell them how hard oh it is to run? A, it ain't just showing up and no, talking. This is a full time a job. It yeah. is a lot. And so mm -hmm. anyway, those are my my platforms. But my website is most likely the best place to go. Failingbelt.com. And my other pet peeve, if I could just say this. Okay. Do not send me a LinkedIn request if you have had no engagement with me. You haven't even tried to do Absolutely. an introductory email or message. Mm -hmm. I get these random requests from people. I don't know you from any, you, you make no connection with me at all. Yeah. And you expect me to link in and then you, you email me to death about a job and everything. I don't know you. I you don't 50, know me. Yeah. 50 to 100 so, requests from the LinkedIn. The younger generation yeah. is notorious for that. Okay. They, gotcha. think, they think that's what you're supposed to do. Just link in and no, like we need to connect. They but need anyway. to start out probably at NVIDIA.com, click on careers, take a look start at Start there first. Don't, <laughs> start don't, there I'm first. not HR. I'm not <laughs> here to help yeah. you find your job. And you, you definitely figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you're not giving out no homegirl hookups either. No. You gotta have your credentials <laughs> together. You gotta Absolutely. Have, yeah. We really appreciate that. So uh, um, once again, folks, this is uh the Elite One Hundred uh of Diversity Women Failing Bell. Senior Director of Digital Marketing at NVIDIA. It's been great, uh, Faylene. I'm quite sure that some people out there will get a lot of uh, good uh, information from what you've done. And as well, you all know, uh, Andre and I, we're at the I Got Sense podcast on all uh, pla uh, podcast platforms. And then if you want the investment advisement, um, you can also uh, come over uh, to see us at the I Got Sense podcast on Patreon as well. So once again, Faylene, we're very, very uh, happy for you, first of all. Uh, we're very proud of you. A lot of folks probably don't know, but we went to the same high school, so I get to ride your coattails too and drop your name whenever I need to. But we really appreciate you, and uh, thank you for taking the time to do this interview. Sure. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, it's been great. So this is your boy DJ Dividends, the original financial educator, and we'll holler at y'all next time. Peace out.